Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini-sode. Hi. Take two. (laughs) Our top story today is about coronavirus. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I hate to do this. But it was reported this week that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson both have coronavirus. Just unbelievable. I feel like this is what broke everybody. Yeah. I remember when that story broke and then like 10 things broke in a half hour. It was, (laughs) what was this, Wednesday? This was Wednesday, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, Last year, like, yeah, th- what a year, crazy year this week was, or whatever. Uh, I just remember it was like the NBA is, is canceling the rest of the season. Tom Hanks has coronavirus. You're like, oh shit, like, I better get to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden it was like, wait, is this serious? Yeah, all of a sudden it was like, wait, should we be freaking out? I mean, I always took it seriously, but I didn't know it was going to get to this level. Like, and it's not like it's not like oh because Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have coronavirus like that's a reason for everyone to start freaking out. It was just like the succession of things that followed after that announcement. Right, a lot of things happened within that period, like literally thirty minutes. Like yeah, yeah, it, it was like too much to keep up with. So on Wednesday, like I said before, we learned that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson both tested positive for coronavirus. Both of them are in Australia, where they remain isolated and being cared for. Tom Hanks has been in Australia filming a movie about Elvis directed by Baz Luhrmann. We don't know if he's playing Elvis or not. (laughs) Probably not. I don't think so. Maybe he's playing like Elvis's manager. I can't remember. Honestly, that sounds like it's probably what Who was a very influential figure. Like it's not like some small role. It would be a big role. Yeah. But with a Baz Luhrmann movie, who the hell knows? He could be playing like. His Some fairy other godmother. Yeah. <laughs> he could be playing his fairy godmother. Yeah. Or his like dead grandfather who like was influencing him his whole life or something. Yeah. It could be like a very whimsical part. Yeah. That is know. like not really based in reality, but kind of. Yeah. He could be playing the toilet Elvis died on. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, make someone make that movie. Yeah. The toilet. Please make the sentient an- toilet. The, yeah, the anthropomorphic yeah. toilet. And we can find out what the last moments were like from the toilet's <laughs> POV. <laughs> Sorry. Just oh, awful. Just it, it was very sad. Okay. Okay. So the bigger story of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson being diagnosed with coronavirus for me was when their son, Chet Hanks released a video statement on the matter. Uh, Nobody asked for this, but I'm actually (laughs) so happy that he delivered us this. Look, Chet Hanks is like a lot of people we know on social media. They're looking for any chance to jump onto a big story (laughs) and make it about themselves. Like, it's just weirder when they actually are rich and sort of famous-ish, but they still have that motivation like well, I feel like over the past couple of years, people have kind of like become aware of Chet Hanks just as a ridiculous human. Like, because he'll show up at awards shows and like say something so stupid. Yeah. Oh, he's also his like has obviously like a rap 
career. Right. Chet Hayes. Chet Hayes. That's his rapper name. I mean, you got to know when you named your kid Chet, it's already going to be at a disadvantage (laughs) for him to be kind kind of like a a douchey guy. Right. It's kind of a choice. So Chet appears shirtless in this video, which is a completely unnecessary move, but it's, it makes the video amazing. When I just saw the, whatever, the screen grab of the video without pressing play, I already was like, I know exactly what's going on. (laughs) Like, I just knew what was going to happen. Like, just with the tattooed shirtless, like, that's what I saw, just his, like, chest with, like, tons of tats. It's a lot of chest. Yeah. It's a very... And he's just leaning into the camera, like, as if he's doing, like, a flirtatious video. It's wild. And I love that the video came out, like, immediately after the story broke. Like, he could not wait to share that video with the world. He was, like, jumping on when the story was hot. Yeah. That's why he didn't put his shirt on. (laughs) He needed to get that shit up. (laughs) So, Chet said in the video, he was, like, he opens the video by saying, yeah... Hey guys, yeah, both my parents have coronavirus. Crazy. I've had that crazy in my head for two days. Like the way he said it is so unaffected. Crazy. <laughs> guys, I just got attacked by a bear. Crazy. <laughs> so it's like, that's just a modern day YouTuber, whatever, unemotional intro that they all do. It's just wild. Couldn't to me. even get it together to, to look a little bit concerned. Uh, it, or be comforting. Or be comforting, like, it's okay, guys. But he did tell us not to trip on this. He told us his parents were not, quote, tripping. I just can't imagine dealing with his child. You <laughs> like, know, if that's your son, I'd just he, be so irritated. He is a far cry from Colin Hanks, but I'm at the point where I love both of them, but for very different reasons. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, because I've always been a Colin Hanks fan. He's like a celebrity child done right. Like this is exactly how it needs to be done. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. He's never had any. He's just scandals. an actor. He's not trying to be famous. Like he likes acting. Right. And he got success, but he's not out there acting like a dipshit ever. Like, and he's good at what he does. Yeah. And he picks interesting roles. Well, he actually liked acting. He didn't just do it to be famous. Right. I mean, I think that's the key. Chet he, Hayes clearly just wants to be famous. Right. Which is why I love them both for different reasons. Yeah. As like a fan of reality TV, I have to stand Chet, Hay- Chet Hayes a little bit, ironically, but because he's such a ridiculous human being. It's just, Yeah. Like, it's not like I think he's a good person. I just think he's incredible to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he is like... It's like a reality TV. It's it's a train wreck. It's a total fucking train wreck. But yeah, a direct quote from from the video. They're not tripping, but they're going through the necessary health precautions, obviously. I don't think it's anything to worry about. I would like updates on the situation solely from Chet Hanks. I would like to know what Chet Hanks does worry about. <laughs> I I get the feeling it's very little. I mean, but maybe it's very shallow things. He's like, probably bummed that Coachella got canceled. Yeah, like that's Chet Hay, Hay, Hayes Hanks. I can't even like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I agree. I want updates on every serious news stories from Chet Hanks, not just his parents. You're right, not just his parents. I want all Trump the should updates. hire him to be the spokesperson for coronavirus news. Come on. Oh my God. That's a great idea. This is the world we deserve. Right. I think. We've clearly proven that this is the world we deserve. We want a healthy mix of reality TV and every serious aspect of our lives. (laughs) Let's just end it now. (laughs) 
Now, Tom Hanks issued a tweet last night that was very sweet. Uh, it made me tear up a little bit at the end. He posted a very cute picture of him and Rita, and he said, Hello, folks. Rita Wilson and I want to thank everyone here down under who are taking such good care of us. We have COVID-19 and are in isolation, so we do not spread it to anyone else. There are those for whom it could lead to a very serious illness. We are taking it one day at a time. There are, all, there are things we can all do to get through this by following the advice of experts and taking care of ourselves and each other, no? Remember, despite all the current events, there is no crying in baseball. Aww. That's the part that got me. Yeah. Because then I remembered that baseball has been postponed for two weeks. <laughs> okay, now I feel better that you weren't crying about the sentimental. No. What about baseball? Fucking baseball's been postponed. Dude, I'm upset too. I what had are we tickets. Do? I was going to go. For, I wanted I to get the nachos. I, I got- <laughs> See? It was all fun and games until I didn't get nachos <laughs> and a fucking hat. I have opening weekend tickets. For the Giants and Dodgers. Are those going to happen, though, later? I don't know. Are what those gonna tickets going to be good? Season. I don't know what it's going to do or if they're just going to resume like where they would have picked up. I was extra up. looking forward to this season for the Astros shaming that's going to go on hard. Uh, from the Dodgers? Just from everyone. Yeah, that's Do you true. follow that Astros shaming account? <laughs> I didn't know there was an account. Oh, my God. Yes. But I know the drama with the Astros. I know the drama, but there's like a... Um, Twitter account that was all from spring training games oh where everyone God. was like taunting the Astros. So it just reposts people taunting the yeah. Astros. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very petty account, but it's kind of amusing. Look, that is fun. It's In all time- fun and game. I like that aspect of sports. Yeah. It is where the only acceptable place to really truly be an asshole is in sporting. I think like, I mean, and within reason, like fun, fun assholeism. Fun assholeism is fine where it's like petty, fun assholeism. I don't want right. anyone to get beaten up over no, sports. No, 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 no. That's stupid. Violence over sports. No, That's- but the fun, petty ribbing and just dunking on people Good is old funny. Fashion I ribbing. love it. Mm-hmm. Good old fashioned ribbing. I love it. And I love baseball. Devastated that it's going to be postponed. <sighs> just the... It's funny how much stuff is getting canceled. Like, it's just wild. Well, the NBA is I'm upset. canceled for the rest of the season. I had two people who were going to take me to a Clippers game, and really? now I'm not going to go. And Desi, I should have gone earlier. I'm you so had mad. All, you had all these dates. <laughs> She's very popular. She had a lot of sporting event dates happening in the spring of 2020. You guys. Seriously. Desi's been invited twice. <laughs> To leave her house Two times. This, this season. Well, the frustrating thing is I literally am always self-quarantined, and then I have some plans. I know. And it's, like, frustrating because it's, like, I was going to leave my house, and now it's, like, I've been punished. I feel the same way, and I've been, like, you know, getting active and being athletic and going to the gym a lot, and now it's, like, well, I don't know if I should go to the gym. I know. I went to hot yoga the other night, and there was four, four people in the class. Wait, now I want to go. <laughs> I feel like bacteria would spread really easily at hot yoga. No, it's actually the worst place for it to spread because really? the heat, they, it doesn't survive in the heat or something. Like but it's, it's not really like good. It's boiling. I know, but it's whatever. I looked it up before I went. <laughs> she looked it up. Guys, Guys, I looked it up. She looked it up. It was on baldeagle.com. <laughs> you mean dot fart? Yeah, Randy Quaid said it was fine. <laughs> 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. He does not have coronavirus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that. You were like the Harry Potter guy. And I was like, well, which one? <laughs> Fucking Harry Potter himself. He does not have... So he tested negative? Did he no, test for it? No, he never had it at all. He never oh. was worried about having it. He, But he said, quote, I just look ill all the time. Uh, this but, is from... Enter- that's a good quote. <laughs> yeah. He, this is from Entertainment Weekly. Uh, yep, Daniel Radcliffe has heard those coronavirus rumors, and he has something to say about it. The Harry Potter 
Starr was asked about an erroneous online report that circulated earlier this week claiming he had tested positive for the novel coronavirus COVID-19, which as of Wednesday has officially been declared a pandemic by the World Health Organization. This is a quote from Daniel Radcliffe. I walked into the hair and makeup room on the play yesterday and the makeup artist was like, my niece has just texted me and told me that you've got Corona. <laughs> um, he said, I was like, what? He showed me a tweet and it was like, Daniel Radcliffe becomes the first famous person to contract coronavirus. I think it's because I look ill all the time. So you can believably say it about me because I'm very pale. That's the internet. Flattered they chose me. But he does not have coronavirus. Good. So, yeah. I mean, but I believed it. I think like, I feel like they posted it on like reputable news sites too. Well, it's not like, it's a believable story. Like it's not, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But before Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, like before any famous people were diagnosed with it, it was like immediately very shocking because it was like, oh my God, this is the first celebrity. Right. I didn't see that. I think I saw Tom Hanks first. Now let's talk about someone who does have coronavirus also. And that is Rudy Gobert. Yeah. What a story. He's a mess. What a (laughs) story. This is from ESPN. Uh, He plays for the Utah Jazz. Yeah. If you guys don't know, which is basketball. Also, if you guys don't know. (laughs) I don't know. People in other countries who don't follow the NBA. Uh, Yeah. Okay. On Monday, Gobert jokingly mocked the NBA's temporary rules requiring media members to keep a six to eight foot distance from players. Gobert, a Magic Johnson Award nominee last season, due to his cooperation with the media, made a point to touch all the microphones and recording devices on the table in front of him after finishing his post-shoot-around availability, which was set up in an interview room at the team's practice facility instead of the normal courtside area. That's from ESPN. I We've all seen this video. Yeah. We saw the video before he got diagnosed with corona. Yeah. Like, it's basically him. He's, like, finishing this, like, press conference and he jokingly touches all the mics and all the recording equipment immediately after he's done. Yeah. Like mocking whatever. The contagious aspects of the virus. 24 hours later, corona. He gets corona. I think the thing we're all learning is corona will get you ironically really hard. Yeah. Like if you're mocking corona, you're getting fucking corona. Which means we're getting it. <laughs> well, first we have to leave the house. That's true. That's true. It can't come and get us. You guys, I found toilet paper across the street from my house. Here's a here's a pro tip. Don't go to your white people grocery stores. Like yeah. I've seen like the China, Asian grocery store in my neighborhood. No one's in there because they're all stupid. It's like, go there. They have fucking everything. All of the like sort of um, other like uh, more ethnic grocery stores in my neighborhood, which has like a lot of Mexican families. They're like those grocery stores are completely empty because people are stupid and not going to them. But they're stocked. They're, they're completely stocked. stocked. I know. But I'm- the Trader Joe's and the Gelson's and like the whatevers are all empty. But it's like, no, those stores need your business and they have everything. Right. Fucking go to them. So that's all the Corona news. Wow. That it's was a, a lot. It was a lot. It was a very Corona heavy week. Yeah. Definitely. And it's all anyone can talk about right now. But we managed to keep it Hollywood related. We had enough stories. My God. I know. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Corey Feldman. Desi, did you watch My Truth? I did not. I don't I, think I honestly, did. I forgot 
that it was happening. Well, they didn't really do a lot of promotion. Well, it did happen. And I think the only people who saw it were the people who attended the screening in Los Angeles to see it. Okay. Because as we said, when we talked about this upcoming documentary before on another mini episode, he was using a different streaming service right? that was costing 20 bucks a pop. It was like some kind of pay-per-view But like service. a new version of it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was like new technology, like to the specific site. You got to pay 20 bucks to see the movie, which we discussed already why we thought that was a, a dumb idea. Yeah. So ev- a lot of people put their credit card information into this website. Everyone got an error message. I don't know who saw it beyond the people who went to the screening. Okay. So was there news about the screening? Well, there wasn't news. About, I mean, there was like some news about like there were various celebrities who were at the screening, like people who were friends with Corey right. maybe. But I meant more like what was in the movie. Well, the big news that came out of it was that it, uh, he accused, because he was like, I'm going to reveal right. a big celebrity and the celebrity is Charlie Sheen. Right. This seems like something we've discussed before. I mean, it, this it, was this came out a long time ago, yeah. I thought, this accusation. Uh, it did come out a long time ago, but he was touting this documentary as being like, you will hear first the big celebrity who abused Corey Haim. Yeah. But I had already heard, there was already rumored to have been Charlie Sheen. Now, I don't remember if it, that ha- accusation had specifically come out of his mouth or if that was something that somebody deduced just based on the timelines of the movies, like right. I don't know if that was something that he. I don't think confirmed. it came out of his mouth, but I don't necessarily know why him saying it makes it any more valid or invalid. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, unless he had specific evidence. Yeah, I mean, and Charlie Sheen is vehemently denying this. He's like, "This is a sick, twisted rumor." Uh, they were filming Lucas. Corey Haim was 13 at the time, and Charlie Sheen was 19, and Feldman alleges that Charlie Sheen raped Corey Haim. So I don't know if we're ever going to see this documentary. He needs to just release it on, like, Hulu or something, or, I don't know, release Or it. just t- do a YouTube, like, fucking video or something, like, or yeah. tell do an interview where he tells what, you know what I mean? Like... I feel like he was trying to do this big thing where it's like, just do the interview, write a book, like tell us what happened. But like, I feel like I learned a lot of this because the other people that are mentioned in it, like that Marty guy who was his manager. Oh, right. He was mentioned in the documentary, but I read about that in choreography. Right. That's right. Which I do like his memoir. I do recommend it. But that's what it. I mean. It's like, just write about it at this point. Like this whole documentary just seems like a mess to me. Like The, the execution seems... It's an interesting choice. To me, it seems like, and I'm not judging this, it, like he wanted to make some money and thought that this would be the best way to make money off of the story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But at this point, I feel like, and I get it, like people need money. Like I'm not judging his motives, but I think if this failure has proven that he just needs to tell the story if it's important for us to know at this point. Or find a better streaming service to release this on. The problem probably is, it's not backed up by evidence and no one right. wants to get sued. Right. Right? Like, right. I'm guessing that's the problem. I would put it on YouTube behind a paywall. That's true. Put you can do that. Put it on Patreon behind a paywall. Yeah. Because that's like a server, that's a server that I think, or like a website that people trust. 
Right. Although I wonder if other places have legality things that he's not meeting. But right. although YouTube people have a lot of conspiracy shit up. Yeah, so it should YouTube's be, yeah. full of all kinds of garbage. Put it on right. YouTube. Yeah, he should do that. Yeah, that's my advice, Corey Feldman. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I love Corey Feldman. Yeah. Uh, no, I, f- I have sympathy for him. Absolutely. 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 Okay, let's move on to Robert Durst. Oh, boy. It has been a wild opening statements week of the Robert Durst trial. Desi and I, we are, we are look... <laughs> We need help figuring out how to get on the trial. Yeah. How to get there, like press, like some, one of our listeners was very kind and sent me a link on our Hollywood crime scene Twitter account, like about the rules for, uh, getting like press passes or whatever, or or when you not, not, it wasn't an instruction on how to get the press passes, which is really what I need. Yeah. I need like a step-by-step for idiots. Yeah. How do I get these press passes? And do you have to be press? But we are press. Okay. Technically. <laughs> Get my hat with a little press card in it. I'm saying technically. Okay. Right? No. I mean, sure. We report stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even like new, we report news stories on Fridays. Yeah. Does that make us press? I don't really know what qualifies. But I guess, I'm just curious if that's the only way you can get in. Like, can you just be a person? Can you be considered press if you talk about cream pies? That's literally an age-old philosophical question. <laughs> to be or not to be? That's my question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So in the defense's opening statement, they asserted that there's no hard evidence linking Robert Durst to the 2000 murder of Susan Berman. They did, however, state that Robert Durst was the one who discovered the body, and yes, that it was him who sent the infamous cadaver letter to the Beverly Hills police. Oh. This is a big revelation. Yeah. Because if you haven't seen the jinx, something that happens in the jinx is the the, the reason like police found that Susan Berman's body in her Benedict Canyon home is because they got an anonymous letter that was addressed to the Beverly Hills police Beverly was spelled wrong, which right. was like a big thing in the jinx. Like, who would spell it wrong like this? And then they noticed it matched up to a way that Robert Durst had spelled it that way before. Right. Uh, the handwriting was obviously Robert Durst's handwriting. Very obviously. I yeah. mean, come on. And then inside, it just said like cadaver and then the address. <laughs> That's, yeah, cadaver. He's very simple. He just gets right to the he point. He got right to the point in this anonymous letter. But his defense team is saying, yes, okay. So he did send that letter. Fine. We'll give you that. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was there, but he was afraid. And he just sent the anonymous tip to the police. And that's it. There's no hard evidence linking him. There's no fibers. There's no whatever, DNA, blah, blah, blah. She was shot, right? Yes. Okay. Execution style, back of the head. I mean... It's possible he didn't do it. It's possible. Like, it was, like history is possible. It is possible. The other ones I find more like he did those. Like uh, Especially, obviously, the <laughs> dismemberment one. Yeah. That like, is those like, ones, like, this one's definitely more like that it could, because she had other people, right? Because her, her, her dad had the mob connections. Yes. So there's other possibilities there. And it's still an interesting case. And I'm not saying he didn't do it, but it's sort of not his MO. I think that the defense can definitely raise a lot of reasonable doubt. 
Oh yeah, definitely. In this case. I think a lot I think I think a lot of what's happening is sometimes we want him to be punished for the other ones we know he did. Right. And so we're like we can get him here. Right. Uh so that seems to be kind of what I think people feel. Like I don't know how many people actually think he did it. This particular murder, right? Like Right. I don't know. This, I, so this is the one I always found very compelling and interesting just because her story is really interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely the one where I'm like, I can kind of see him coming in and seeing the body and, and sending the cadaver letter. Well, <laughs> like, and he lied about it. I don't well, know why. Like, yeah, but this is a guy who had been in trouble with the law before. So yeah. it it would you could logically say if you were on his defense team that he didn't want to get mixed up with the police. Yeah, this one I feel like the defense is really going to be able to muddy the waters in a in a reasonable way or like pull like you said create reasonable doubt very easily. Yes. Uh, especially if there's no hard evidence. Right. Um so, but yeah. Robert's younger brother Thomas, who I only know Doug Durst. Yeah. But Thomas testified on Wednesday and he said he was te- he's terrified of Robert Durst. He's terrified of his brother. Well, I mean, he's scary. <laughs> he is scary. I, I don't think any of his siblings like him. There's something just not right about him. Be- beyond the murder. He's an odd man. <laughs> he's a very odd person. I don't know what what it is or if he was ever diagnosed with anything, but there's something like off about his personality. Thomas Durst, who's 70, he said, quote, I'm humiliated to be here. He then said, this is a horrible experience and I'm fearful of my brother. Wow. So look, there, the defense also asserted like they kind of were like, cause the Kathy's disappearance, his first wife yeah. or his only wife, she, or no, he got married again. Right. He did. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Kathy Durst, when she disappeared in the early eighties, they're use they're like, they're using that in this in this case, the prosecution is. Like that's yes. allowed. So they're using that disappearance that he was suspected of being behind that. But the defense is, are, has suggested that actually it was his dad, Robert's dad, who disappeared Kathy. Oh. Right. Now I didn't read too much into that theory, uh, but I mean, like, look, there is so much coming out right now about this news story that I feel like it's like it's about time. Like, I mean, like in the next coming months, like we should put together a saga, a good an episode about him. It'd probably be like a two parter. Uh, it could be a three parter, <laughs> honestly, Desi. Yeah, like, I mean, it could be no, a- we have to do it, but I feel like we should wait till see what happens here. Yeah, I want to wait to see what happens here. That's why, like, I didn't report super thoroughly on this for this episode. Also, it's a mini episode. We don't usually do that. But I feel like we need to do, like, at least a month of Durst. Okay. Because this is, there's so many angles to this. And yeah. This Let's do a, a month of Durst. Okay. Og Durst. Are you fucking <laughs> asshole. Are you fucking kidding me? Hey. <laughs> okay, we'll do Og Durst. <laughs> Dumb bitch. Okay. <laughs> so our final story is from delish.com. And that is because Taco Bell has introduced a new menu item <laughs> called the Triple Lupa. I saw that. It looks like a human centipede <laughs> of chalupas. Why do you need it that long? I don't understand why. Don't why don't you just get three chalupas? This is um, a food crime. I like everything 
like I like a chalupa. I love a chalupa. But there's just no reason for this. Why does it have to be three chalupas long? What's it called? The triple lupa. Okay. <laughs> so it's like the, the name isn't even worth the effort. I'm worried that when I'm trying to break off a chalupa in this chain of chalupas that it's just going to spill everywhere. And you know the lettuce it's is gonna, not going to be coming apart easily. It's going to be shaken everywhere. And it's going to be like stringing like of all the ingredients. That's going to be the problem. I don't want this. I want three chalupas. I don't want the triple lupa. I just don't get the point. It's just like a marketing thing or something. It's stunt food. Yeah, it's stunt food, and then it's just not worth it. Yeah, I think the thing who's is- walking around with that. <laughs> I mean, you honestly, yeah. seriously. And that wraps up our news segment of the show. Wow, a lot of news. I'm ready for movie, podcast, TV recommendations. Okay. Um, I do have a documentary that was pretty good. It's called The 7-5. It's about a corrupt police officer who is probably one of the biggest sociopaths I've ever seen. So if you're into that kind of like fucked up corrupt cops, like where they're literally stealing from drug dealers and like creating... I fucking hate it. Yeah. So it's like really interesting if you're into that kind of police corruption that's awful and disgusting. Uh, just this guy is unbelievable to watch. Like when you're just watching some guy be interviewed and they don't get at all what they've done. Uh, it's just, a, so it's kind of interesting. That's on Netflix, so you can watch it there. Um, I, I don't think I have anything else. I've just been like, whatever. I've been like online a lot, to be honest. Desi's extremely online. I can't help it this week. There was too much stuff. Like I'm exhausted from it. I'm tired. Uh, and I, I've just been reading a lot of stuff like online, nothing interesting to like recommend, but just like articles and like that kind of stuff. And then two other documentaries that I rewatched this weekend. I don't know if I've recommended them before, but they're like BBC type documentaries. And one of them is called The Power of Nightmares. And that's about the rise of the neocons and terrorism. And it's really, really good. And I feel like relevant uh, to today. And then another one by the same guy called Hypernormalization, which is very interesting about the world we live in and what is real and how these like entities have created this reality for us that doesn't really exist. So if you want to get like paranoid, Fuck. hit on those. They're very good. They're BBC. So they're fucking serious documentaries. They're not like uh, artistic, really. Do you know what I mean? Like they're news oriented. So it's like tons of news clips. And the hypernormalization one is a lot of the financial world. Because I feel like we've discussed this before. We're like, I have no idea how stocks work <laughs> and all of that stuff. It's like, how is that solid? Like, and right. it's not. So if you want to get freaked out more and you're not paranoid enough during this period of time, go check those out. Thanks, Desi. <laughs> Well, I'm recommending something decidedly more lighthearted, and that is, like I mentioned last week, I am on uh, last Sunday's episode of Everyone's Business But Mine podcast, episode 31, titled Barnett's Blazer, in which me and Cara Berry recap the Love is Blind reunion episode. Okay. So if you want to hear my thoughts on Love is Blind... Listen to everyone's business but mine. Cool. I've just been watching Better Call Saul, which is my favorite TV show on right now. Uh, Westworld's coming back on Sunday. Very excited. Oh, you are? 
Oh my God, I love Westworld. I stopped watching last season. What? Like I didn't finish sec- the second what? season. Yeah. Oh, I love Westworld. I liked the first season. The first season was the best season. Like I liked it the best. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I love it. I mean, I, I might watch it because I do feel like they're shifting the theme or something. Well, it's like, not there's like a, the old West yeah, anymore. Yeah, so I might rewatch it. I mean, I might start. I might try it. Try it again. I just, like, I just couldn't get through season two. It was so boring to me at some point. I'm just like really fascinated by like any anything like AI related. Yeah, it's creepy. But I, I, I kind of was talking to my friend last night about this. I don't really have a show right now that I'm like desperate for the next episode to come. Like I have been in the past. I feel like I don't have that show right now. Did you ever get into Better Call Saul? I started watching it uh, like last week or the week before, and I'll try again, but I fell asleep basically. Like you started watching the first season? The first episode, yeah. It's so good. It's such a good show. I mean, I know everyone likes it. I just haven't gotten around to it, right. so I'll try again. Yeah. I mean, because you can binge a lot of the episodes on Netflix right now if you haven't watched right. it. No, I mean, there's obviously shows I can binge right. for sure, but I feel like I don't have that show, even with like something as stupid as, what was it called? One? You. <laughs> you. Okay. I knew it was like something stupid. Like even that show, I was like, I need to get home so I can watch it. Right. So I can binge it. Like I don't even have that right now where I want to binge watch something. I don't know. Maybe it's just my frame of mind right now. Yeah. I uh, we've been watching a lot of pandemic and zombie movies. Okay. I mean, we, I do need some recs. Watched 12 Monkeys last night. Oh yeah. I haven't seen that it's since it came out. Yeah. I did watch, I did rewatch Zodiac last week. That's always fun to rewatch. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> so that's on Netflix too if you want to watch it. Reply Guy of the Week. <laughs> we need those red alarms. We need a sound breaking. effect for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Reply Guy of the Week. This is, I saved this. I screenshotted it for Desi. This Reply Guy, he did like the double, the DP Reply Guy thing. Yeah. Where he like replied to both of us. He tagged both of us in it. What was my original tweet? Jazzy's original tweet was, one thing that makes me irrationally mad is when a guy tells me something is internalized misogyny. Right. This guy... Uh, imagine being a guy and deciding to comment on that tweet at right. all. That's the, <laughs> that's the tweet you're going to comment on. Like, I would probably skip that one and wait till I'm talking about, like, blowjobs at least. Like, just as a smart reply guy technique, I'm just telling you. This guy replied... I am so happy to be dumb and not know what that means. I did see this as a meme to fight coronavirus, and I don't know you, but dot, 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 I read your Twitter. Misogyny or science at the Rachel Fisher. So he tagged me in this response to you. Yeah, why did he tag you? But he added a picture, and this (laughs) is how he's going to fight coronavirus. Now, it is an illustration of a man and a woman is riding him like she's she's piggyback like on his shoulders she's on his shoulders with her legs wrapped around his neck but she's using her panties as a kind of bridle on him like it's well, like muzzle. a face mask it's like a it looks like a face mask but i'm saying it's like she's yeah it's like a bridle slash face mask yeah so he looks like he has a white triangle face mask but it's on, her underwear but it's her underwear and she's behind him and she's still wearing the underwear let's break this sentence down even further <laughs> He's too dumb to get what I meant, correct? That's he, his first part. That's, that's, the, what, that's what he's claiming. But clearly he does get it because he's doing something sexist or borderline sexist. He, or he's claiming it's sexist. 
so he clearly gets what I meant by internalized misogyny in a way because he knows enough to comment on it with something sexist, I right? I think he just desperately was looking for an in to tweet you this picture. Right. And he said, and then he, he knows enough to be a reply guy who says, I don't know you, but I read your Twitter. That in, that is, that's the key to reply guy. <laughs> I don't know you, but I, I read your Twitter, so I feel like I know you. He should have stopped right there right. and been like, wait a minute. I don't know her, but I'm going to send her this illustration of yeah. a man wearing panties as a face mask. Now, he doesn't even have the confidence to keep that up. He deletes it almost immediately. Because Desi quote tweeted him and she was (laughs) like... Was that the thing I quote tweeted? Yes. Okay. Desi quote tweeted him and was like, come on. What did you say? (laughs) I I thought I quote tweeted the other one that he sent. He sent another one? Yes. Yeah, he sent another one. He sent another text. Oh my God, you're right. He did, but he deleted both of them. No, I ha- I sent you the other text. Okay, we're back. We found the other text <laughs> or tweet he yeah. sent. He sent an additional tweet. He said, and he tagged me again in it. Yeah. He said, I wish I could just post what I want. Follow me so I can be a semi-smart content contributor for you ladies. I unfortunately have people who think I am responsible and stuff. That's the thing I tw- quote tweeted and I said, dude, what? <laughs> And now here's another thing that I got mad about because then after this, I tweeted, I tweeted something along the lines of like, if you, if you ever want to like appreciate how much I put, like go check out my replies from today to see how (laughs) amazed it is, amazing it is that I haven't gone off the fucking deep end yet. Cause it was just like a lot of annoying things, but then this guy had a few things and then he deleted them. So I had to delete my tweets. I was like, well, I don't want to be one of those people who are like, everyone's in my mentions and then there's no evidence (laughs) Because you know how people do that. Yeah. And I was like, he deleted them all. Like, God damn it. So, so very frustrating. Very frustrating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a, cl- he did like all the, co- he's like, <laughs> did like a hat trick reply guy. Like he hit all the, he hit them all. He like hit all too the- familiar asking us to follow him, but being a little self-deprecating. Like I do some content too. Like ladies follow me. And tagging <laughs> me for some reason. I, I know, I keep wanting to find a reason why he did that, but no, he just put you in there. He just ta- decided to put me in, he held me fucking hostage by his stupid replies. Right. But I'm glad you got to see it too. But at least you cucked him into deleting them. I did, because I was at my wits end, and it was just a, lot, it was a matter of like, I have to call this out. I don't even feel bad anymore. It's like, if you come into my, like, if you come into my mentions and you say stupid shit, you are at risk of me dunking on you. You know what? Social media works both ways. Exactly. You get to talk to me and I get to show everyone you, what you said. <laughs> I'm not revealing anything private. No. You put it out there for everyone to see. Right. So I'm just amplifying. I'm amplifying your voice. Look at it that way. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much our big reply guy of the week. Congratulations. What'd you eat? Honestly, I ate a... Oh, my big thing I ate this week... Uh, is I was feeling a little under the weather, not Corona, just sad leftover cold stuff. And I made um, my favorite meal from when I was a child, and that is chicken and dumplings. Oh, That was like my sick meal growing up. That's so it's cute. It's very Southern. It's basically like chicken soup stew, but with these huge fluffy, um, basically like biscuits, 
but they're boiled instead of uh, baked. I've never had it before. Well, obviously you would love it. <laughs> I it's, know. It's sort of Southern matzo ball soup. Like it's like the, the dumplings are just like doughy, kind of like steamed pork buns where it's mm. like wet bread. Like the bread yeah. is created through a wet technique or, you know, like that kind of thing. So they're like big fucking doughy dumplings. Sounds so good. Uh, they're really good. So you would love it because it's definitely it's definitely in the matzo ball soup family, like for sure. Like as far as that kind of, you know, <laughs> get some bready stuff in your soup. In your chicken soup. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, speaking of matzo ball soup, uh, I made chicken stock. I, uh, I, I need to make some chicken stock. I almost thought of making it because I did have a like leftover chicken carcass and I just didn't have time that night. So I threw it out. Yeah. But I, uh, I want to make chicken stock and I really do want to make matzo ball soup. Yeah. Maybe I should make matzo ball soup this week. I mean, fuck, when is Passover? It's coming up. It's canceled. No, just kidding. <laughs> Passover is canceled. It's not canceled. Uh, no, I, we should do a Passover like brisket and soup. Do um, like a whole thing. I would love to have Passover at the house. Yeah. We yeah. should do it. I would love it. And we okay. could talk about it in yeah. post picks. So yeah, I didn't have too many exciting things, but that was my exciting thing. And I probably still, if the grocery stores are ava- make this available to me, I will be doing my traditional St. Patrick's Day meal, which you I make do every all year. That boiled shit? No, I don't boil it because I'm not a freak. No, I'm just kidding. I have some. I have some updated, more gourmet versions of the traditional. What do you make? Well, I make corned beef, and that is obviously boiled. But I don't boil the vegetables. I like uh, saute my cabbage with mm. um, butter and caraway seed. Yum. <laughs> and it's really, really good. That sounds good. And then I make... So the, the the corned beef is still boiled, but I just don't like the boiled vegetables. No. So I do make that with like um, this pickled mustard seed. Yum. And... Um, bring it over here. Yeah. I'll probably bring you some. And like this parsley kind of mustard sauce I serve it with. And then Ooh. I'll figure out some kind of potato sa- side or possibly make, um, I saw a really good recipe for um, Irish shortbread, but like a scone version. <laughs> so that sounds really good to me. Um, not Irish shortbread. What am I saying? Irish soda bread. Soda bread. So they're like the scone version I, of that. I do a really good Irish Irish soda bread. And you know why it's good? It's not my recipe. It's Ina Garten's recipe. Oh, well, yeah, you should make it and I'll bring over some of the other stuff yeah. and we'll have it for a dinner because I think it's Monday and we, Perfect. May, we might be recording. Dinner so, Monday yeah. night. Sounds okay. great. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all. I, I mean, I ate more than that, but that, that was like the most exciting thing I ate this week or made this. I didn't eat it. I made it. Yeah. It's chicken stock. Always good to have on hand. I need to ha- always have that on hand. Yeah. It's just so much better. You, it's so useful. And if you're sick and you have like homemade chicken stock in the freezer, it's like, it's the greatest thing in the world. Like I use boxed chicken stock all the time, but if I'm just drinking it straight up, I want homemade. I want homemade. It's just wild. It's like miles different. I made a real good one this, this time. They always turn out, sometimes they turn out a little different every time. I mean, it It must depend on the bones. It depends on the bones. And it also just depends on obviously how long you boil it for. Yeah. And if you, you can make them super concentrated and you, if you put it in the fridge, it's basically jelly. It is yes. jelly the next day, which yeah. is, that's how you know you got a really good stock. Yeah. Is if it's like very gelatinous after yeah. being refrigerated. Yum. Okay. Uh, enough stock talk. <laughs> stock talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
I guess uh, uh, that's it. I'm going to go eat breakfast now. Stay safe. Okay, bye. bye.